0: Hello, this is Ricardo Cabral, and in this podcast, we feature Bob Forsch, another in a long line of baseball standouts from my hometown of Sacramento, California. Forsch was a right-handed starting pitcher who spent most of his 16 years in Major League Baseball with the St. Louis Cardinals. He was a member of the 1982 World Series champions and National League pennant winning teams in 1985 and 1987. Bob was a 20-game winner in 1977 and finished his 16-year career with 163 victories. He is also the only player in Cardinal team history to pitch more than one no-hitter, with the first coming in 1978 and 1983. He and his older brother, Ken Forsh, are the only brother combination to have each thrown a no-hitter in the major leagues. We conducted this interview with Bob in July 2010 we have edited out the early portion dealing with his high school career at Hiram Johnson and began with his signing with the Cardinals in June of 1968. Bob Forge passed one year later after our conversation. In your senior year you were drafted by the Cardinals in the 26th round but I see that you went on to Sac City. When did you sign?
1: what's going on? Right. And in, in order to stay, and in, in order to keep a student deferment, I had to go to school and get uh, thirty credits, thirty units. Sure.
0: Okay. So, so actually, I went to school full time, and then played.
1: Um, or oh, that the first summer in Sarasota? The second summer in Lewiston, Idaho.
0: I didn't know you could still play college ball after you'd signed professionally.
1: Oh, I didn't play college ball. I just went to school there.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, that was the confusion. Yeah, no, all right.
1: Yeah, no, I couldn't
0: no, I couldn't play because oh. that was before they um you know, had it where you couldn't play any sports at all. And, Got it. And, you know, basketball. Hey, tell me, uh do you recall what your signing bonus was? Okay, was the scout Jean Frichet?
1: No, the scout was Bill Sayles.
0: How do you spell that last name?
1: S a y l e s. Okay. And he was he was from Oregon. Oh, I see. Uh huh. I, I know he was the, you know, I'm he was probably the
0: regional the higher, yeah,
1: the higher scout or whatever
0: it's called. Right. I, I talked to Gene one time, and he he was telling me how when they were dogging uh, Leroy Lee, you know, a couple of years before you. Um, looking back now, how would you characterize that level of competition there here in Sacramento? pretty good time coming out of Sacramento Uh uh-huh okay um
1: Instruction in the morning, they play in the afternoon, you know, and then play later in the day, and then they come pick us up, you know, and that was all put on by Sacramento Recreation Department, which, you know, did a fantastic job.
0: Did you uh, also play Winter Bowl? You mean there in Sacramento? Yeah. You're saying that when the Cardinals drafted you, they drafted you as an infielder.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, I missed and, that. And, oh. Yeah,
1: no, I signed as an infielder, outfielder.
0: I see. And
1: and played.
0: See. I'm looking at the record. Mm-hmm. I'm looking online at the record right now. It showed you were also in Tulsa, which was the what the Double A team. Tulsa was Triple A. Yeah. Okay. Triple A, of course. And
1: Little Rock, Ar- Little Rock, Arkansas was uh, Double A.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Um, but uh, they well, in a short time, they brought you up as a pitcher. You debuted uh, well in July of '74. Yeah. You know, look at the the roster of that team. I was surprised. I didn't realize Bob Gibson was still playing in those days. Joe Torrey, yeah, yeah. Joe Torre, Lou Brock, and you had uh, Keith Hernandez was about your age, I guess, maybe a year younger. Um, so that team, you know, star-studded team. I mean, what was your reaction when you got up there with those guys?
1: Well, I just sat there and watched because <laughs> you know at that time rookies didn't weren't supposed to say anything. So I did a lot of watching that, <laughs> uh, okay. you know, and, and and just saw the way guys carried themselves. And you know, I mean, just watching Bob Gibson, you yeah, know, since I was a pitcher. You know, and and the demeanor that he had, you know, on game day was just fantastic. Um, You know, he pretty much just kept to himself, and he got meaner as the night went on.
0: (laughs) You know, I saw an old Dick Schaap interview with him recently on TV, and uh, he looks like he uh, he was certainly a man of his own principles, you could tell that, I mean, and that showed on the mound, obviously. Um, yeah. your your first game was July 7th, it's in Riverfront Stadium against a big red machine. Tell me, what's what's your reaction when you go to face the first batter and it's Pete Rose? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you, know, the, the, you know, the first thing I thought was because it was sold out, and I thought don't look, in, you know, don't look up, don't look in the stands and see if, when I went down to the bullpen all I did, I mean they had like a bag of balls but I think I threw them all away. <laughs> you know. And, <laughs> And the way the you know the way the bullpens were set up, yeah, you, know, you threw from it was down the left field line, and and home plate was like third base coaching box, you know that angle.
0: Yeah.
1: And I just kept messing the catcher, and <laughs> they hit somewhere right around the backstop at home plate, <laughs> and all the way around in front of their dugout, and I thought, oh man,
0: you're just embarrassing yourself.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and you know, and, and I was. Then uh, you know when I came in after warming up, red changing. So his manager at the time said, yeah. "Hey, you know, you're you're you know you're going to be here. You're going to get a couple starts. You know, just relax." And that made me feel a lot better.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: But you know, going out and pitching against to to those guys, you know, and I got through the first inning okay, Yeah. and then the second inning, I, I was you know thinking, "Wow, this is really cool." And looked around, and, man. I mean, there was nothing
0: but everywhere. Yeah, and then then then
1: then it's where it hit me, I started getting nervous.
0: <laughs> well, that was a pretty fair lineup you faced on your first time, so uh, it's, it's yeah, under- yeah, <laughs> And I only lost,
1: I think, two to one. Two to one, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was
0: pretty good. You know, that
1: was pretty good against that
0: team. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You're feeling pretty good about yourself and thinking, hey, maybe I can do this thing. I guess was uh, no.
1: I don't think you're, you're never sure of that. I don't think until. You know, take it through, you know, a few years where, you know, you're in the rotation and, and you know, then you can calm down a little bit because you know, I mean, there was no long-term contracts then or anything like that, so you pretty much fought year to year.
0: Gotcha. Was uh, Gibson helpful to you at all in any instructive kind of way?
1: You know, only uh, really, you know, like I said, you didn't talk to him. you know, you just you know, I just watched and then actually the last game that I pitched, we were in Montreal, and we were tied for first place with three-game series up there, and I was pitching the first game of the series, and I went in to go to the bathroom, and he was in there, you know, and he hadn't talked to me all year, and he said, you know, are you nervous? And I didn't, man, I I didn't know what to say, and I said, yeah, a little nervous, and he said, that's a good thing, he said, I always pitch better when I'm nervous, and he said, yeah, you know, there's a difference between nervous and being scared. I said you don't want to go out there scared, but it's always good to go out there nervous. So there you go. Yeah. I I knew I, I knew I was nervous enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good little piece of advice. Well, you know, I mean, I share that with with the kids that I have now. Right. Okay. You know, there's
1: nothing wrong with being nervous. Exactly. You know, if, you know, if, if you're scared to throw the ball over home plate, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna win.
0: Exactly right. Hey, when you came up to the bigs, what type of a pitcher were you? Were you sort of a sinker slider guy?
1: Yeah, I was. I threw pretty hard. I was, you know, more of a power pitcher in the beginning, okay. you know, because I only had I had a fastball and a curveball, and that was pretty much it. And then, uh, you know, I pitching for a couple years. I sort of I went through one period where I had like a pinch nerve in my shoulder, and yeah, you know, I lost a lot of velocity, but. What it did allow me to do is, you know, taught me to pitch. Right. And so, you know, from that point on, then, yeah, I tried to get a, you know, uh, then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, I worked on a slider. And so now I had three pitches, you know, and then somebody, you know, then Claudio Steen, who was who came over from Houston one year, yeah, said, you know, because I'd had no changeup. And so I said, you know, if you just turn the ball, you're still fast, you know, bad practice fastball, and turn it over. You know, run away from a left-handed hitter. Well, then I had another. Then I had a fourth pitch. So, you know, every year you you tried to come up with something exactly you hadn't seen before. Yeah,
0: exactly. I was going to ask you about the change. That seems to be a, a natural, but uh, I don't know that they sort of taught that to us coming up. You know, it was kind of like uh, fastball, curveball. Right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And So you know, and that's what the, you know the game now. Uh, you can't get by without a good changeup.
0: Exactly right. Yeah. Um you know, having an older brother who was successful, you know, at all the stages ahead of you, uh, was he a big help to you in your career, do you feel?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, You know, when we didn't talk all that much, but, you know, when we did, you know, I think when I first got called up, I talked to him, and uh, I said, what do I need to know? And he says, well, umpires are going to test you early. He said, and I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, you throw a ball that's, you know, down the middle of the plate, and they'll call it a ball, and they'll look out at you just to see what your reaction is. Yeah. And yep, that's what happened. <laughs> you know, and so I mean, that was the best advice that I got. And then every once in a while, we talk about you know a hitter here or a hitter there. You know, somebody who had trouble getting out, and how we pitched to him.
0: Was he a similar pitcher to you at that time? I'm sorry. You know, was his pitching style similar to the one you just described? First
1: came up. You know, when when I first came up, yeah, you, know, you know, we both, you know, do fastballs predominantly. Yeah, and he had a good slider, and I didn't, and that's really who, where I learned my slider from. You Yeah, know, learned the grip and everything like that. So, so that really helped
0: out. Awesome. Um, I'm going to go jump ahead here to your first no hitter. It was uh, in April of '78 against the Phillies, five to nothing. Um, you beat Randy Lurch. He was a Cordova guy, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. I'll be darned. Yeah. Um, so you're cruising along, and you know another. Uh, that's another pretty good lineup with uh, Luzinski and Mike Schmidt, and uh, you know. Um, Larry Bow was there. Also. Larry bow exactly right. Uh, I saw where Larry Bow made two errors in that game. <laughs> that.
1: That's that. That's unusual. I was going to say. I mean, it, it was a you know, it was a, sort of a damn rainy day, it wasn't, uh, you know, the best for hitters or fielders for that, but, you know, for that matter.
0: Well, that was um, in in St. Louis, and it was uh, in Bush Stadium, obviously, um, and then you threw a second one. What, what was it about Bush Stadium that <laughs> cultivated no hitters for you? Dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. it, it, you
1: know, it was like most uh, cookie-cutter ballparks back then, They were oh, multi yeah.
0: Right.
1: And, you know, the dimensions there in St. Louis were, you know, 330, I think 386 to the alleys, and I think 414 to center field. So, you know, there was a lot of room. You know, plus St. Louis always has, you know, I mean, uh, especially when Whitey got there, yeah. everything was about uh, defense pitching and defense. And, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and speed. <laughs> so the whole idea was to keep the ball on the ground because they catch it, you know, and. and the speedy outfielders we had because you know we had guys like uh george hendrick and uh vince coleman and, and, and uh willie mcgee you know they pretty much ran down everything that was in the outfield
0: right exactly w- was that turf when you got there
1: uh-huh. yeah yeah it was always turf
0: okay um i was just curious would your brother call you after that game after the no hitter to congratulate you or do you wait until the next family gathering to say anything
1: yeah he he actually sent the, uh a telegram from uh the Houston ballpark because he found out right away and then when I tried to you know call him when he got his, I couldn't get through to him his line was busy all the time so i had to i, did, I waited until the next day to call
0: <laughs> um you had uh, some pretty good playoff uh, experience you guys uh went to the World Series a few times tell me about that.
1: because you work so hard to get there you play 162 games and you know you're the best in the league and that really you know they're the
0: course you're playing in one of the best towns ever you know in terms of baseball Um, let's see. What well, do you happen to know what your estimated career earnings is, and your best year? Uh, two different questions. No. Okay, we asked no, that.
1: I don't, I'm, yeah, no. Okay. It was shy of a million. I know that for sure.
0: Okay. Let's see if I can look that up. Well, today you're a pitching coach for the uh, Billing Mustangs. Uh, how long have you been coaching? This is only my second year. Okay. A total. Without
1: Oh. Yeah, my, yeah, this is my second year total, and and uh, you know I was out of the game, and I, you know, when I got out of the game, I thought, oh, a couple of years, and you know, I'll get back in it, and then it was pretty nice having the summers off. <laughs> you yeah, know, you can play golf, you can. There's a lot of things you can do during the summertime. You can fish anytime you want. You don't have to be at the ballpark, with, you know, every day. So yeah, um, yeah, two years turned into twenty.
0: Do you have a family, Bob?
1: Yeah, I've got the. Uh, daughters i'm re- remarried now uh-huh. um one daughter lives in denver one lives in st louis and i live in florida
0: Well, oh, you live in florida okay yeah what uh, what city or town
1: a little place called wiki <laughs> all
0: right
1: it's, um it's it's pretty it's pretty rural <laughs> are you
0: are you a fishing hunting guy kind of guy
1: Cox who lived, you know, who pitched there and uh, you know, he, had, he has kids that you know, hunt on his property and stuff, so I just gave him all my guns. And thought I fished a lot in Florida and didn't even get my i even got my boat wet. I've lived there for five years now. Oh we do So yeah, but I play golf, so that keeps me busy.
0: Alrighty. Um we're going to talk about pitching just for a second. I want to make sure to get this from you. Do you think that this generation of pitchers, I mean, I, this is my reaction. Tell me if I'm off. They, a lot of these guys seem to have kind of like unorthodox deliveries that when I'm watching them in the majors, I'm thinking to myself, how in the hell did they get all the way to the majors and their pitching coach didn't take them out and say, let's break this down and get you smoothed out. Do you find that?
1: Well, the, well yeah, but there's only, you know, there's only about three different parts of the delivery and it doesn't matter how you get somewhere right it's when you hit when you hit you know like you have to bounce over the rubber you know and 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 you're pushed towards home you have that bounce over the rubber you know your elbow has to be as high as your shoulder Mm Mm-hmm. and you have to throw over your front leg And, and you know everybody gets to a point in a different way everybody's body's different you know there's tall guys that takes a little bit longer to get there and there's short guys that you can have a little speedier uh, delivery. But um it, it's it's pretty tough when even the kids we get have been doing it for like eighteen or, you know, maybe oh gosh, maybe twelve years probably. Right. They started in Little league and Exactly. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. That's
0: what I wondered. Now, now, Bob, is this your personal pitching philosophy, or do, do the Reds as an organization pass that down to you guys and they ask you to use that philosophy? This kid who's going to start tonight for the National League Obaldo uh, U- uh, uh, Jimenez I mean you know he's got a pretty strange pitching delivery and yet you know he's bringing it he's he's got command and you're not going to change too much I would imagine at this point why why bother you know but uh, if you saw a kid oh, yeah. if you saw a kid like that at your stage and he's not commanding the ball I imagine you might try to say let's you know make you a little more quiet or reduce some of those crazy kind of motions and that's what I was getting at you know
1: exactly and you know we've got video though Then we, you know, we'll put it on
0: the computer and we'll let them watch themselves. Sure, that's and, probably real you know, instructional. And, and that's the best thing for them because
1: they have the opportunity of, of seeing themselves. You know, a right. lot of times, I know even from my own point of view. When I was pitching, I thought I was doing something, and I would sit down with who was the uh, bullpen coach at the time there in St. Louis. His name was Dave Ricketts, and I'd, he'd just sit there and say, "Okay, you know, what do you want to do?" And I. You know, go through my spiel and what my do what my windup should you know how I do my hands how I push my hands out you know get my arm out up and and then you know I get on the man and he go well you know you're not doing this and I swear I'm doing it yeah and then once it makes me cognizant of the
0: And the big difference between that pitching coach and what you're doing is you've got video to back you up, whereas you didn't have it in your day. Right. Or if you did, I mean, it would be film and it would be like, you know, not that often, not frequent probably. A lightning round here, or give you some uh, some obvious kind of things. Okay.
1: Before, before you do that, uh, sure. I also um, I've got a kid here that's from Sacramento area, from Roseville, uh, Daniel Wolford. I think he's from Roseville, I guess. Okay. So and and you know he's here. So.
0: Awesome. I'll make sure to include that. Okay. Um, one of the things that I, and this I've only had the website up for about four months and. Uh, you know I was getting near the high school playoffs and I thought hey I'm gonna see if I get a media pass and go out there and cover some of these games and I had a really good time doing that getting to watch the 17-18 year old kids perform and uh, you know Sacramento has always been a great baseball town and they still have some good players coming through and so I got to see wow. some of the guys that either have their college scholarships or were gonna get drafted etc and, and watch the playoffs and uh, that was a gas. I had a good time with that okay um, real quick answers to this uh, I'll give you about five or six questions the five toughest hitters you ever faced
1: Jose Cruz Mike Schmidt Al Oliver Can I just did three because I mean sure. those are the guys that really stand out i mean, sure but I look you know, when I look back and in of shocked, but uh, yeah, some of the guys
0: that I thought I got out, I didn't. <laughs> hey, uh, a partner of mine who's uh, working on the website. His name's Mark McDermott. He worked, he used to work at the Sacramento Bee. He's pl- he's preparing a story that talks about pitchers who gave up local guys who give up home runs to like the top twenty-five home run hitters of all time. So, oh uh, man,
1: I'm, I'm in there on all of them. But, <laughs> well.
0: But. well there's one in there in particular that he's going to mention and then it's the the mike schmidt do you happen to recall how many home runs schmidt got hey i think 15. Uh, less than that so it's not as bad as all that (laughs) oh really yeah but it's 11. i mean it sounds like there's a guy that just had great success against you you know and and i'm sure you probably you had the same thing where there were some great hitters that you just seemed to be able to get out um, who would, who would, some of those be that you you tended to dominate? And maybe surprised me. Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, I didn't have any trouble with Bros. Who? You know,
0: Pete Bros. Oh, is that right?
1: And so you know, um, I don't know. I you know, he he did all balls at people. And yeah, sometimes it's better be lucky than good.
0: Absolutely. Who were the five most clutch players you ever saw? And that could be people on your team as well.
1: Clutch players you know, on our team.
0: It could be either way. Uh, pe- competitors or people on your team. Wow. Ted Simmons. Ah, catcher?
1: Yeah. Um, I'd say Lou Brock was in there. Yeah. Willie McGee.
0: No, wait a minute. you got all cards here so far.
1: Oh, oh I know. <laughs> that's one. <a, that's laughs>
0: That's good.
1: <laughs> they were helping me out all the time. <laughs> uh, George, George Hendrick was really good. People didn't give him enough credit. Uh-huh. Uh, let me see. And I guess playing against, you know, well, Keith Hernandez was good too. Yeah, He came through
0: some big clutch hits for us all the time. And against us, so. Um, how about your feet?
1: year sure. You get somebody on all the time, you know, most yeah. of the time, and and you know, following year they get you. So, you know, the whole idea is, hopefully, nobody's on base.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, what were the uh, favorite parks you you to pitch in for you?
1: Well, Book Stadium.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Philadelphia Veterans Stadium. Okay. Um, Los Angeles.
0: You mean Dodger Stadium? Okay. Yeah, that was my favorite. All right. Uh, they, could have
1: blew, they could have blew Candlestick Park up a lot earlier.
0: Well, I was going to say, what are your least favorites? So we'll put Candlestick at the top.
1: Oh, uh, and, and it stands by far alone. <laughs> I, don't think, I, I went through a span there where I didn't win a game there in seven years.
0: Oh, my word.
1: Yeah. And, and can you pick a worse time when your folks are there?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. won a playoff game there.
0: You did win a playoff game? uh
1: uh-huh. Would that be 82? Yeah, I think it would have been. Yeah, yeah. That's,
0: that's when they completed. Um, most memorable moments in your baseball career? And I'm talking uh...
1: about you then you're talking about no-hitters. You know, those, those are always good. And, uh, you know, winning 20 games, you know, winning the 20th game was was big because, you know, that's over the course of a whole season.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, you know, you did, you, you did good for one year.
0: <laughs> Damn straight. And, you know, it's so rare today, you know. It's so rare today. In fact, this kid, uh, Jimenez, he's got 15 wins. He's got an excellent shot. Already. What's that? Yeah,
1: he's got fifteen already.
0: Fifteen already. So he's got an excellent chance at twenty. Um, you know, but there aren't too many guys that have gone beyond twenty in the last twenty years. Right. I think, okay. I think Bobby Welsh was the last guy to get a big number, which was I think twenty-seven. Remember, in our day, in fact, your senior year, you know, Danny McLean won thirty-one. Uh, exactly. That was insane. Exactly. Insane. Um, any any last thoughts? Uh, you know, that you'd like to add to this?
1: Where you have books, and I do have a book that was out, oh gosh, it was a long time ago, but uh, it was called Tales from the Cardinal Dugout.
0: Yeah, my friend Mark uh, showed that to me. I'm sorry I forgot to mention that. Um, yeah. What motivated you to write the book? I mean, what was. Uh...
1: Come on, you know, let me come over, you know, we'll just sit down and talk, and, and act, we banked it out in about, I don't know, maybe seven or eight meetings, and, uh, you know, just all little stories of, you know, what happened there in St. Louis.
0: Great, I'll have to check that out. Well, listen, Bob's it's been clean. To pl-
1: huh? it's a clean book. There's, it's a clean book. There's no dirty words in it. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't, you know, come down on anybody.
0: Not a Bowden type book, and huh? So, <laughs> hey, well listen, I really appreciate your time uh, If there's a chance I'm I, If I have any other follow-ups, I'll just send you an email But I think I got what I need And uh, great talking with you
1: great. My pleasure, my pleasure Anytime, you know, you want to know about anything Or anybody, you know, I could I mean, I'm never back in Sacramento anymore,
0: so Yeah um, I had no idea that yeah. you were that you were Out of the city completely I kind of figured maybe you were one of those guys in Rancho Murrieta Or something like that, but uh, Yeah,
1: um, no, I've, I've you know, moved. Uh, let me see, 76, I guess, is when I, you know, actually
0: moved to St. Louis. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Never did, never did
1: come back. Came back, you know, my folks were still alive out there. But yeah, uh, you know, they've been passed away for quite a few years now, so I just don't make it home.
0: Yeah, I see. And your brother, he's with uh, California still.
1: Yeah, he's assistant general manager.
0: Yeah, and he's been there quite a bit, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're yeah. doing a good job there. They've had some good
0: teams. That, oh, no question. And
1: they lost they lost a lot of good players over the winter, so they're scuffing a little bit this year. But uh, yeah. that's a pretty good organization.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They broke my heart in, what was it, Oh three 3 when the Giants lost? Hmm. Well, you know,
1: that's
0: the way the, baseball is. Hey, do you think Dusty regrets uh, pulling uh, Ortiz off the mound and then saying, oh, by the way, wait a minute, here, here's the game ball, you know? Do you remember that? Yeah.
1: We knew what was going on even here, uh, you know, when our game started, that Ortiz, I mean, he had, what was it, the
0: 8th inning or something? It was 7th inning and there was one out. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, I'd never seen anything like that before, but it was a clear sign like, we got this in the bag, we're ahead 5 nothing, and I'm going to give you the game ball in advance. It's like, and the Angels, I guess, went crazy. I don't know, did your brother ever talk about that? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean that was the perception on TV, but uh, you know, and that's yeah. as, that's as close as Giants ever came.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, uh, when we played against them, because you know, Will Park was there, and they had a good ball
0: club. Oh yeah, they really did. You know, uh, you know,
1: it's just you never in a short series, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Sure, you know, it's all about pitching.
0: Exactly. By the way, I assume you got a chance to meet. Uh, uh, Stan Musial along the way a few times.
1: Yeah, yeah. What it is, you know. I mean, him and Red are, you know, and of course Gibson and Brock, but you know, Stan is, is the band favorite with, without a doubt there in St. Louis. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's not doing too well right now.
0: Uh huh. but um, A real gentleman, huh?
1: Oh, absolutely. Just you know, a- I mean. I've never heard him say a bad word about anyone. Yeah. Ever. You know, I mean, even, you know, off to the
0: side or anything like that. Right. He's just genuine, you know,
1: he just loves baseball. Yep. And loves people.
0: That's good. That's a good story. Well, listen, Bob Forrest, thanks so much for your time, huh?
1: No problem. Thank you.
0: All right, buddy. Thanks. See you later.
1: All right. You take care, huh?